and we're both like, yes, no, I know it's been a long week. And yeah, 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 I know I'll be home this weekend and we'll save some time apart and we'll, we'll do something together. And like, we can just tell like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll take the kids and we'll, we'll do this. And we'll, and, and I love you and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. And we both hang up the phone and then we both look at each other. There was this, this realization that it doesn't matter who's at the other end of the line, whether it's a male or female, whether you're a gay couple or a straight couple, at the end of the day in a relationship, you're going to eat shit if you're not home on time for dinner. Welcome to another episode of Just Us Dads. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Dadversation. We got another good one for you guys today. Uh, George isn't here. He's working late again. It, it's funny how it happens. Every time we have guests, George is, uh, George is working. So, But it works out because we're, uh, we're always three. Uh, Chris is here. And we have a very good friend of mine, and we're gonna, we're gonna have a very interesting conversation today. Alex, how's it going, buddy? Hey, very good. And you? Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming, man. I know that you're a very busy man, and uh, it just uh, there's good there's a good thing and a bad thing about podcasting now during COVID. The bad thing is, and we're talking about this with Chris and George, uh, the other guy on the show a couple of days ago. We're like, you know, we can't come in the studio. Like we, you know, we've lost touch, and it's a little bit boring to do them over the uh, you know over Zoom. The good thing, however, is that for most of the guests, they're not as busy as they used to. So chances are that whoever we want we're probably going to get them because <laughs> they're either home during the day or in the evening. Uh, so it, it opens up a door for us. So yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for being here. And uh, I'm looking forward to see where this leads. I, I... <laughs> yeah, us too, actually. <laughs> no, th- thanks for coming because we've been, um, you know, many people don't believe this, but we are actually organized. We 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 set an agenda and we we have different uh, themes that we want to uh, uh, to tackle. And one of them was uh, how it's like to be a, a dad, but also gay, like to be in a, in, a, in a gay household and to be raising children uh, as a gay dad. Because obviously, this is a dad show. Uh, and immediately, you came to mind. And uh, I, I, thanks for coming because there's a lot of issues that uh, that we want to talk about. Uh, and you're the perfect person um, uh, to share these uh, to share these moments with us. So I appreciate it very much, man. Thank you. Thank you. For, first of all, how's the family? How is Damien? How's Ben? How are you guys doing? Uh, everybody's doing well. Uh, both both parents, both dads in this case, yeah. uh, are working from home. Uh, and uh, Damien, uh, grade five now, uh, and he's. Uh, He's uh, now uh, school from home too. Uh, so in Ontario, where where I live, uh, you know they they've closed all the schools. So uh, the kids uh, have been home from break week last week, and then they're they're doing the the school online uh, starting today. So yeah, you guys are going. Uh, you guys are going through a bit of a rough patch over there now. A little bit, a little bit. Um, but we're we're you know hopeful. Uh, my husband and I are both set up for the vaccine on Friday coming up. So we're looking forward to get our jabs. How so? How come you're getting it in advance? 
We're not. Like, Ontario Ontario um, is now to 40 and up. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's that's us. <laughs> we're just, we, we just, this could back to legs a little bit, George. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they all have a different uh, approach and lags at one point or another. I think it's uh, there's going to be an equilibrium somewhere in there, but for now, it's just uh, it's just the way that it is. Uh, you know what, I, Alex? You know what I was thinking? Uh, you know, leading into this uh, into the show, uh, specifically with you, because a couple of weeks ago we put out a video about. Um, uh, things our wives do that frustrate us, basically. It was more, you know, jokingly, you know, like, what do they do? And we had a whole episode and we laughed at our wives, you know, for them. You know, we laughed at their expense, but they're, they're, they're okay. <laughs> they're, they're good sports. And I was thinking, you know what? It must be different being in a house with a gay partner because the same way that men and women think different, they're like, oh, man, I hate when she does that. It's so frustrating. I'm guessing in your uh, in your reality, you're just another guy. It, it, it must be cool because you're 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 always on the same wavelength. I mean, we, George at some point. <laughs> no, <or other>. no. <laughs> nice try. Because <laughs> at some point, at some point during that episode, George was saying how frustrating it is. You know, you go take a shower and he pulled out like a whole, you know, strain of hair from the uh, from the drain. And I'm thinking, you know, look, a gay guy doesn't have that issue. <laughs> My husband has hair all the way up to here. Okay. Oh, and, uh, you know, just last week, I was like, okay, like, I go take my shower and, I'm, and I, my feet are floating in the water. Like, I was just like, no, no. <laughs> and, goes, and, and passes that thing through and it just pulls this whole wire thing. I think my son was about to puke. Um, and, uh, so, it, so it happens to, to all of us. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, it doesn't matter who's, the, who's your partner. Yeah. And I guess uh, that's that's the approach here is that uh, uh, you know if you, if you permit me for a little bit uh, and maybe that will set up the base because of, of the opening you just did. But in a previous life, as uh, George will know, uh, I also worked uh, with the prime minister, the now prime minister. Back then, he, he was not, and him and I traveled the country quite a bit. And one day. Uh, we're on a plane together and sitting side by side, but on the phone separately. And he's talking to his spouse and I'm talking to my spouse. And based on each other's response, we can tell that we're both... Um, can we swear on this show? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I like how you whispered. We can, we, can tell, we can tell that we're both in shit. Um, and, and, and we're both like, yes, no, I know it's been a long week. And yeah, 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 I know. I'll be home this weekend and we'll save some time apart and we'll, we'll do something together. And like, we can just tell like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take the kids and we'll, we'll do this. And, we'll, and, and I love you and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. And we both hang up the phone and then we both look at each other. There was this, this realization that it doesn't matter who's at the other end of the line whether it's a male or female, whether you're a gay couple or a straight couple, at the end of the day in the relationship, you're going to eat shit if you're not home on time for dinner. <laughs> and so that was very, very, very clear that that, that doesn't matter who your partner is. You're all on the same level. You're all doing yeah, the same yeah, yeah. There, there, There's, there's compromise in all, all relationships. <laughs> of course. There's like a base standard, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Alex, uh, let me just go back Um uh, to the beginning when you when you came out 
uh, how was that support system for you, the people around you? Um, let's go back there if you want. We'll start from there. How was that experience for you? Well, you have to you have to set yourself back a little bit. Like, I mean, for me, um, you know, this when I came out was 1999, uh, and I was already 24 years old, um, and uh, and so it was, you know, it was a, a I don't want to say it was a different time. Like, it wasn't that far back, but it's just. You know, there was not as many people as comfortable with their their sexuality and their well-being the way that they are today. Um, so, you know, you, you approach things differently. You were a bit more secretive about your your the way you were doing things, um, and you didn't have the anonymity that some some of the the the, the people today have, where they can have you know, uh, meet people in different ways that, 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 uh, that are more secretive today. The way that you meet people is you can, you can go on a app and just book a date. Uh, yeah. but back in the day, you would have to go on, uh, in, outside, you had to go in a bar, you had to go and meet people. And so for me, uh, that was, that was the way that I was trying to do it in Ottawa. Uh, you know, maybe the capital, but it's sort of a big village. And so everybody knows each other. Yeah. And yeah. so that that made it a bit more difficult uh, for me, anyways. Um, so the the support system was uh, not evident at first, but came in strong right away. So as soon as friends found out, because I told them, um, you know, they were quite supportive right away. the The family factor, uh, most of the family members were were quite supportive, uh, and then you know the parents had to adjust with time. Um, and uh, so at first there's a, uh, there's more of a scare than anything else as a parent. Uh, for uh, I know that for my parents and my mom in particular, who also had pol- uh, politics in her, in her career, um, she thought that, you know, me being gay would would stop me from advancing in my career yeah um and when i start explaining to her how things were moving and people were were adjusting um you know it reassured her a little bit and then then comes the other sort of factor is i won't be a grandmother and i was like well there's there's other ways (laughs) (laughs) and so uh, you know, if you if you look at that, that was in nineteen, um, you know, nineteen ninety nine, uh, and today, uh, I, after spending more than twenty years on Parliament Hill and different functions and and responsibilities, uh, I've been married since two thousand eleven. Been with my partner since two thousand and one, and our kid is ten years old, and so she is a grandmother, and she. Yeah. And she loves him, and she has every every moment uh, she that she can take with him uh, these days, mostly over over uh, the screen. But uh, you know, uh, looking for every minute that they can spend together in person as soon as this is over. But. Alex, I can't remember um, when you got married, um, but uh, I don't think it was permitted here in Quebec. Did you go to the U.S. to get married? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. The, the 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 law uh, was was changed 
in 2005 for Canada. It didn't have anything to do with uh, the provinces. Um, and uh, um, so, we, and we got married in 2011. Okay. And, 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 but the approach was, was, was different for us. Um, I did not grow up uh, with the idea that one day I would get married as a gay man. Uh, Why? So, because it was not permitted when I grew up. Okay. Right. It, it became legal as, as a, a much older adult. Uh, and so for us, the way that it happened and it kind of a bitchy gateway sometimes that we do is that we, we went to other people's weddings at some point, and then we would be sitting next to each other at the ceremonies and we're like, Oh, we would never do that. Or, Oh, this is good. We would definitely do that. Mm. And so having that conversation sort of led us to think more and more about our own wedding, uh, until, uh, you know, until this uh, this famous period in time where I took a a year and a half of my life uh, to be away mostly for from my husband, uh, my now husband, uh, to spend uh, that year and a half in Villeray working with this guy over there, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know just just giving him a very little time only when he came down on the weekends to see me. Um, after we were done all of our activities for the, the political background stuff that we were doing. And, uh, and then after, after we won, that's when I, I asked him to, to marry me. I said, okay, I just put you through torture for a year and a half. Might as well. Uh, you're a keeper. You're a keeper. <laughs> Might as well keep it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you passed the test. Yeah, for sure. Was, uh, was the idea of being parents ever like present or f- it just came like uh, I think that that came that came with with the conversations as well right like as as any couple at some point or another you're going to have that conversation whether or not you have to, you want to have kids um and for us we start having that that conversation um you know roughly around 2010 or so um and uh one of the, the factors that that came into play for us at the time, uh, or we were, we both had a, a pretty good career. Uh, we were we were both very stable and, and knew that we could deal with it. Uh, but second is that um, you know my my parents are a bit older than his, and uh, if I was going to have a kid, I wanted to make sure that. Um, the, the relationship that he would have or she would have at the time, we didn't know, um, with the grandparents would be uh, an active one. I wanted, my, I wanted my parents to have a very active... To live, yeah, to live and to and enjoy. Their do their stuff with him yeah. that they could, you know. And, um, and that's, that's sort of like, okay, well, we should do it sooner rather than later. And, and so we started the process then and no regrets. I mean, I, I grew up having a great relationships with my grandparents, uh, going on trips and doing all kinds of activities with them. And so we were able to reproduce that if you want. Like we, they went to Disney World, we went to uh, Cape Cod and so things like that. And great, great uh, little field trips as well around in the Laurentians and Quebec City and all that. So. Um, how was the how was the process, Alex? Um, was it so that's or was it- that's where it differs between Quebec and Ontario. 
so at the time, I would have to check. I'm not sure where the where the laws is are right now in in Quebec, but Ontario did a shift at some point on adoption processes. And the way that it works is that the until the kid is what they call crown ward, um, your, the child um, remains in foster care. When the child is crown ward, uh, that means that the state has, a, has the ownership of the child, if you want, and that the parents, the bio parents, don't have any recourse at that point. They, okay. Um, then the child goes for adoption. And what, what the state sort of figured out at some point is that uh, the stability of the child was uh, more important than just the bio, biological link between the parents and the child. Mm-hmm. And so having the child in a stable home uh, with, uh, uh, you know, uh, a caring, caring parents, uh, going to school, doing the... And, and getting to, to, to know the community where they belong, um, that was more important than just being connected to the parent in a, in a biological way. Um, how, was it, how was it different in Quebec? So Quebec, and again, back in those days, Quebec uh, parents, biological, biological parents would have uh, up to five years uh, to come and reclaim their child, even after being adopted. Um, if, if somehow they, you know, let's say the child was taken away from them for some reason, uh, if they managed to turn their, their life around, they would then have a possibility to claim the child back. That's hard as a parent when you're, when you're doing that, right? Uh, Even as an adoptive parent, it's hard for a parent to let go of their child, right? Like Either way, it's hard for the bio parent to let go of the child to go to adoption. I'm sure, and as a as an adoptive parent, uh, losing your child after a few years of being together that would be heart wrenching. So, for sure. Um, was, there, was there any was there ever any issue with the fact that the adoptive parents were gay? No, in fact, <laughs> it was kind of uh, uh, funny because the there was two things. One is there's a there's a program that they have. Uh, before you you can adopt, you have to have sort of a parental class. And I forget what all the acronyms are for, but the, when you put them together, it's called PRIDE. And it, and it had nothing to do with, with, with LGBTQ2 plus groups. It, yeah, was just, yeah. it was just the way that the program was called. Yeah. But, uh, and we were, I think we were the only gay couple in our class when we did it. But absolutely no no qualms there. Uh, everything worked out uh, perfectly for us that way. And and the other thing was that the the bio mom of our son was somewhat involved um, in the in the selection process. Oh, okay, interesting. And uh, I I think the way that they did it is that they would have selected a few parents uh, that they would have approved. And then she could have picked between those selections. Uh, and so, and she picked us. So. And can I ask you a question, Alex? Is, is the mom like still in, uh, still like involved in your child's life? Is she still present? Does, does your yeah. kid get to see her? Well, we haven't seen her in, in some time, but there is uh, in Ontario, again, through the same, this is all done through the Child Aid Services of, uh, of Ottawa. So, and mm-hmm. 
the, uh, the, the process there, they encourage what they call openness adoption. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a process where you can keep in touch. It could be anything from, you know, just sending a letter with pictures, um, um, you know, once a year or twice a year, whatever, or to have meetings. And so we opted for the meeting portion. So usually it's in the spring and in the fall. And we would have selected uh, a common ground place like a, a park or a restaurant or something like that, like McDonald's, whatever, uh, where we would go and, and meet with uh, his mom and they would we would spend a bit of time together. It doesn't have to be much, like maybe a couple of hours. Um, and, uh, so you would, you would get at least to know her that way. Um, yeah, yeah. but then she moved to Edmonton. Um, so that makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, she comes back into town once in a while and she'll be, she'll be in touch and then we'll, we'll try to, to make a, a meet happen. Uh, or we'll do, um, um, you know, she'll, I'll get an email and, asking for an update and I'll, I'll tell her what we're up to and send her a couple of pictures and things like that. Do, do, you, find that strange, do you find that strange at all, Alex? Uh, I mean, and again, I mean, I don't understand how, you know, the whole world of adoption works. I thought that the kids were like really left without parents at all. And, you know, the, the system was, um, uh, was then responsible to find a family to put them in. But the way that you're describing it is as if the mom is, you know, fully aware that, you know, she didn't want the kid, but she wants to stay kind of part of somehow his life. Or You have to be careful about the word want or didn't want, right? Yeah. Um, when you're dealing with um, public adoptions, um, a lot of times the kids come from families where there was trouble. Right. Um, so in our case, we were lucky. Our kid, um, his parents were just too young uh, when they when they got pregnant, um, and with no real uh, social safety net to to help them through it. Right. Um, and so the the state side fit that that would be the best solution for the kid at the time. Like the parents were couch surfing; they didn't have a regular home and things like that. And so. Uh, and again, that's that's the version that we got from the state. So that's that's what I can give give yeah, back yeah. as a yeah, response. Yeah. But but you know, so you know, was it their choice? Did they really want to not keep the kid? I I don't think so. I think that it was a decision, a hard decision that they had to make because of the situations that they were in. Um, and so you know. We're lucky we benefited from that. And, and we like to think that our kid is lucky and he benefited from that as well because we're giving him a loving home and, and a place where he can grow and learn and, and, and be part of society. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a guru in that kind of stuff. So it, it, I cannot second guess everything that was, that was done by the state at the time. Um, but this is just where we, where we are. So that's why keeping the connection with her has been very helpful because we, we can get to know her a little bit more. We know how she feels about it. And, uh, and you know, so far the, the relationship is, is pretty good. And yeah, go ahead. I, I just want, I just wanted to ask uh, Alex for, uh, for our viewers, you opted for that option, which is one of the options adoption, right? There's other 
options? Did you evaluate different different ways, or and why did you decide to adopt finally? Yeah, there's there's plenty of different ways. Um, um, well, there was two couple of things. One of it is you know you could have gone the the in vitro. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, f- finding in, in mère porteuse, sorry. Yeah, surrogate. Surrogate, surrogate, yeah. Um, and, or you could have found, you could have gone and adopt internationally, um, or you could adopt, you know, uh, here in, in, in the, the city of Ottawa where we live. And a couple of things that came to mind. First of all, the the sheer cost and tribulation of going through an international adoption yeah um can be quite something and uh the the risk factor is quite high as well where you know in an international uh, adoption sometimes things just goes wrong and then you you don't have any recourse um and then the 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 surrogate uh, option at the time in Canada, it, you, you could do it, but it, you had, I think you had to go in the States to get it done and then come back or something like it wasn't, wasn't quite clear to us where things stand on that and if what was actually possible and legal. Uh, and then, and then we, we, we look at this option and what really uh, gave us the, 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 oh, this is the right option is that, um, the, we found out that just in Ottawa alone at that time, there was about uh, 2,000 kids in the system. Wow. Yeah, that made it easy to, to decide, right? And yeah, we're just like, okay, so we have this option of, of getting, getting a, a surrogate. We have the, other option, the option of going to get a kid in another country, and, or we can you know, try to help a kid that's actually here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a that's a pretty high number. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that was a high number. I don't know where it stands today, uh, but that that's what they told us at the time. So, so that sort of like focused us on okay, no, I think we're gonna go with with some some a kid from here. Um, what about what about your son now? Obviously, he's older. He understands uh, a little bit more than when you adopted him when he was you know a, a newborn. Yeah. Um, how does he feel about this situation? I mean, because I'm still sticking to the fact that you're in contact with the biological mom and I understand the logic behind it. I've, you know, there's no issue. It's just from your son's perspective. I mean, are you having that discussion at all? How, how's that going over there? Like how, how do you make him understand that? There's the, there's quite a few good books out there. Um, Somebody, somebody gave us a book uh, for adoptive kids and the way that the book works is that you you fill it up with pictures and and there's sort of like questions that they're asking you about, you know, how did the kid come come to you? Uh, why did you decide to adopt? And um, you know, what uh, who was his parents? Or uh, where you really tell the story of of the kid and how he came into your life and how you chose to have a kid. For your family, and so on, mm-hmm. and so I took one of those books and I reproduced it to have it uh, printed, uh, like MacBook book, whatever, no? mm-hmm. and a hard, hard copy book. And so that's his book, and he knows about his book. And ever so often, sometimes he'll just grab it and read it to himself. Uh, as a kid, it would be a book that he could be, he could want to pick, and I would read it for him when he was younger. 
Um, and so he knows, he knows his story and he knows where it comes from. And he knows uh, that he had parents that loved him and that, that, you know, tried to do the best for him. Uh, and that, and we covered not just his birth parents, but he was in foster care with a foster family, the same foster family for almost a year before he came to us. Mm-hmm. So we cover that family as well, right? So, so he, he always knows his life story and, and how he got to be where he is today. Um, so there's no secrets. There's no, you know, there's no, there's no veil. It's just, it's, it's right there. And I think that helps him um, feel comfortable it helps him feel secure. Sometimes he has questions the same way as, as any other adoptive kids would have uh, about, you know, whether or not his, his parents um, left him behind or not. And you, you kind of have to remind him about the book uh, and, and, and remind him about his story and the choice that his parents had to make. But uh, when, when you do that, then that, that, that sort of settles him down a bit and he, he gets to, to move forward again. Right. I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, the stereotypes that we see in society around, you know, you know, the, the, you know, gay couples, which, you know, you've come obviously a long way since the nineties and even the early two thousands, you know, I mean, it's much more normal quote unquote uh, to see gay couples out there. People I think are a lot more accepting uh, to see these uh, types of families uh, being built. With respect to your kid, I mean, you're a gay couple. You you have a baby. You're thinking, okay, eventually the kid's going to go to school. He will realize that perhaps the majority of his classmates won't have that type of family setting like he has at home. How do you go about that? How do you prepare the, your, your kid to kind of, uh, you know, throw him out there in society where the views on gay uh, couples isn't what he's lived through until he gets out there. Well, for us, we're we're pretty lucky because the you know because both of our of us are are working parents. Um, we had to to send Damien to daycare. Um, pretty much from the age of, I think, 18 months old and on. So he's been with uh, other kids in a sort of a uh, framed environment uh, for most of his life. And uh, the teachers at the daycare, the same as the teachers at the schools, are very, very good at explaining to the other kids all the different families out there. Right. Right. So you have a family with a mom and a dad. You have a family with two moms. You have a family with two dads. You have a family with one dad. You have a family with one mom. Like, like there's all kinds of different, you know, sometimes it's the grandparents who are taking care of the kids. Sometimes it's so, you know, what we realize with kids is that they adapt to the environment that they're in. And most kids um, who sometimes don't know that Damien has two dads when they do realize that he has two dads, it's a fleeting moment. It's like, he has two dads. Yeah. Okay. And they just move Uh, on to something else. Right. And it's just, so, you know, so there's never been uh, an issue where 
you know, we felt like he was getting a, a different perspective about who his family is. And, you know, he, he'll make comments today because he's a bit more, um, you know, at 10 years old, he's starting to be a bit more alert and starting to be a bit more into the, almost into the teenage years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he knows a bit more about it, but there's no, there's no difference for him uh, as to, you know, whether it's a, a man and woman or, or two gay, two gay dads. Like it's not a, well, obviously, because you're brought up in that environment. So, the, the you know, a child, like you said, adapts to whatever environment. So for the kid, it's totally normal. My question, like, uh, I'm just wondering when he goes out there and he sees that, you know, the majority of the families aren't like that. I was just wondering psychologically. Yeah, but, that- but that's what I mean, though. Like the majority of the families are not all the same either. And yeah. and there's all kinds of different types of families out there. And there's, and the, there's enough of a vari- variety that... Um, for him, it doesn't like it doesn't register that way, uh, and and I I would probably uh, challenge you to to look at your kids and see how they react to to other families in your school, and just see where where they where they what they where do they register when they see those other families? Yeah, um, because I'm I'm not sure that that it registers with them that way. Kids kids, they they don't really pay attention to that stuff they they know they'll pay attention as to whether it's to mom to dad or whatever but but they won't they won't really focus on it right right i hope we still have george it looks frozen a little bit yeah i think we lost george or he's thinking can you see see the i I see i see (laughs) or he's thinking very hardly yeah george yeah yeah am i still frozen yeah yeah it, it makes sense it's like uh, they won't see they won't see the prejudice until unless they've learned how to see it so you said the, alex they observe it but they don't necessarily put it in any compartment it's just normal it is what it is that's that's what's very important about what you just said yeah uh, george you're back yeah i'm back i i, I always saw you guys perfectly uh, the only guy that froze was alex for a second no, no you no, froze you froze really you were frozen. thinking you were in your you were, you were, you were in your thoughts <laughs> Uh, Chris, Chris, Chris had a good question about uh, the mother figure. I don't know if you, if you want to go ahead, Chris. The oh yeah, we were saying uh, this was uh, it actually came up in uh, another conversation, but uh, I think you're the perfect person to ask this to. Um, seeing as there's biological dad and a biological mom, right? Uh, because of the lack of a mother, have you found ways to compensate for that? You don't think it's important? Does it come from like maybe the grandmother figure or maybe friends? Like, how, how do you see that? Is my question clear? Yeah, yeah, it is. But I mean, you know, it's the same as asking a, a single woman, how do you compensate for the father figure who's absent in, in the kid's um, environment? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. adapt to whatever environment they're in. I don't think that you need to compensate for one or another. Um, okay. And so... Um, you know, it, when we, when we say, you know, it's cliche and, and whatever, but when we say it, it takes a village, you know, it, it, the same way as you would have people in your, uh, friends circles, your family circles, um, who have different opinions about all kinds of different things. And you want your kid to have access to all of these different mentalities so that they can grasp, uh, the different, uh, society that we live in. Um, you want the same thing for, for your, your kid, no matter who, who it is. Right. So, Mm -hmm. 
Um, so whether it's, uh, you know, our, our, like you said, you know, the grandparents um, or our friends, um, you know, um, he gets he gets that interaction with with a group of, of people that we let in into our lives on a regular basis, uh, but we don't see it as you know needing the uh, the woman's touch or the men's touch. It's just it's individuals who can all bring in uh, a different aspect. I mean, Damien's godmother, you know, uh, one day we'll get her back for it. But you know, she, she loved teaching him to jump into puddles when he was a kid. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, that 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 hasn't gone away. He sees a puddle and he has to go through it. Uh, I'll send her the dry cleaning bill someday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good, good. I just want to know how you feel about it because that's what that's what I was looking for. It's like you don't need you don't need the need to compensate, right? It's it's just it's what it is. It's what the new environment is, and it's it's parenting is genderless. It's just taking care, nurturing nourishing the mind and the kid and that's what it's all about I mean, yeah. i'll never take anything from from a, from a woman and a mother giving giving birth to a child and being able to nurture this child and be able to feed their child and all that kind of stuff like there are a few things we cannot do <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah. um but you know it doesn't mean that we cannot find ways to to normalize uh the life of the kid and and make him uh, just as complete. I'm good. Yeah, to, to tell me, Alex, just in terms of you know our society, you've been, uh, you know, you, you've seen the, the the back rooms of politics. You've been involved, you, like you said, you've been working on the Hill uh, for all these years. Uh, where are we right now with you know the levels of acceptance uh, with respect to the to the LGBTQ? And like we said, I mean, there's there's a long way we've come, but I mean, what, what do you see as challenges? I mean, what's left for you to 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 accomplish? What what would you like to to see? And especially in your context as a, as a parent, yeah, I, you know, as a parent, for me, um, you know, not not for the family life. I don't think that there's that there's anything I'm looking for right now. And I'm not, you know, I, I want to make very clear, I'm I'm not an advocate. Uh, for for any of the the, the, the movements out there, uh, so I'm not as um, uh, knowledgeable when it comes to what what laws or what uh, what are the new demands out there that we need to to uh, to fix. But I think that um, what what you want as uh, um, for my from as my kid is that you know whatever he decides to grow into. Uh, I want him to have access to all the same things as everybody else. Right. And so, you know, I don't, you know, I have a pretty good idea where things are going with him. Uh, but, um, and, you know, I don't, I don't want to pretend that it cannot change over time. And so whatever he decides that he's going to be when he gets there, whatever he realizes that he is when he ever gets there, he should be able to feel complete and you should be able to have access to all the same privileges as everybody else. Um, and so if you're looking at, at what's going on right now, uh, you know, I know that this government is trying to do quite, quite a bit on that front, on the LGBTQ2 rights, uh, making sure that there's no discrimination, making sure that there's uh, uh, respect uh, in languages around our laws and our, and our regulations. 
um, making sure that you know uh, all of the fact of the facets of the the rainbows are met, whether you're gay, bi, trans, um, and uh, and so you know for me that that is important, um, and uh, and so that's that's more or less where I think things are. I mean, there's still some work to be done. Uh, I think there was I didn't follow it quite well, but there was something this week. Uh, in the house where uh, in, a, in a sort of a debate between two MPs, uh, somebody would have made it the comment about how unnatural um, LGBTQ2 plus um, citizens are. So it's just... Uh, what does that mean? Like how unnatural? Well, ask that person. I don't know. <laughs> So I think everything I do is quite natural, but you know, <laughs> comes natural to me, anyways. But it's a uh, broad statement. It's not natural. Like, what do you mean? It's not natural. Oh yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so that you know, and I, you know, another member of Parliament got up and asked asked the the person to to uh, take back her yeah. comment. But but that's I think that's where we are, right? It's just ensuring that there's no discrimination out there. And that people are treated equally. If you can do that, then you're you're quite uh, quite going the right way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I guess I, I guess. Look, the most important thing is what you said, right? The fact that this child is in a uh, is in a house where he's being loved, he's being taken care of, and he's being given everything uh, to make sure that his life progresses in the best way possible. I mean, from your end, you can't. You, I mean. How can you feel bad about what you've done, right? I mean, like, they're, they're, there's no way. No, no, you don't. You don't feel bad about what what I've done. I don't. Yeah. Not for one minute. Like it's, you know, I, I I feel bad maybe for for buying him too many things too many times. But other than that, uh, not, not, yeah, that's everyone. That's everyone. Not <laughs> not, not for uh, not for for providing the home. Not for not for for having the a family. And for us, when I say family, like you have to understand, it's the. Uh, you know, it's the grandparents, it's the aunts, it's the uncles, it's the because whenever we get together, it's uh, it's it's the whole group. It's never just one or two, um, and that's what he's that's what he likes, right? Like my my parents live in Saint Sauveur, um, and then when we go up there, my mom's the oldest of seven, and and all her brothers and sisters live, you know, fairly close to each other, and so whenever we go up there, there's always aunts and uncles and cousins and it's always a party there's always somebody somewhere <laughs> someone you know uh, yeah. this is this has been the hardest part of this pandemic is not having this huge community <laughs> that we belong to that we've been that we haven't been able to see and and tap into as much as as we want and now the border's closed, so you can't even come here. We don't want you. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Or, or us, you. I mean, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want us either. You're Montrealers. You stay home. Uh, <laughs> Alex, I, I want to ask you a question because I, I, we, we, I asked you before if, you know, the whole um, support system and if there were people around at that time that were unfavorable of all these things. And, you know, when you came out, they kind of saw you like in, you know, this negative light or whatever. Has there, has there been people around you? And I'm assuming that because I know you, you, you'd probably kind of just slowly erase those people from your life. But I'm assuming that 
you know, in, in your closer circle, like family or otherwise, like friends and stuff like that, if there were any kind of sentiments, like, you know, unfavorable to what you did, like whether it was getting married or adopting a child. And now after all these years, if they look back at all and say, well, you know what, at the end of the day, like they're actually good parents, you know, the kid is loved and uh, like they have, they have a good little unit here. I mean, does that even exist or it's, I'm just, you know, fantasy. Sure, I'm sure it does exist. Um, I was lucky, you know, yeah. the, the people I did have in my life, uh, nobody, nobody cared. Um, you know, the, the people, I don't want to say nobody cared. I don't, I don't think it's right, but it, it didn't, they did not see it as a, as a problem. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and like I said earlier, the, 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 the one person who actually had a, maybe a bit of a bigger reaction was my mom. Uh, and it was, it was mostly out of fear, uh, not because of, of who I was, but just because of how people would see me. Uh, and, and those fears never materialized. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I was very, very lucky. Um, not everybody is as lucky and I, I do get that. Um, but that was, that was not a, even when my, my husband, uh, and I started dating, um, <laughs> we went to, uh, to meet his family and, uh, but he had to come out first because he hasn't told, he hadn't told his family yet either. The same time it was at the same time he is coming uh, out. And, and well, he's, he's, uh, he's five years younger than me. So, um, so it hit, he, so, but it was around, yeah. So, uh, oh, wow, at the same time, a double. Nine, he came out in 2001, something. But wait, wait, wait. Did, did, did he announce that he was gay the same time that he presented you to his family? No, we did it oh, uh, yeah. maybe a month or two before. But, uh, but you know, and then and then when he told his parents, they're like, "Oh, come on, we've known that since you're six. Like it's not." But you know that that that's pretty much the best scenario that you can hope for because yeah. how many people that are kind of still in the closet they, they they develop you know these mental health issues and these psychological issues because of the fear of coming out and expressing these things, uh, and sometimes it's it's just fine, right? Because their parents have known all along, and it's you know they don't want to take the first step. Yeah, uh, it's a hard or, it's a hard spot to be in. Like it's always, yeah. uh, um, you know, you you always sort of feel you feel you feel two ways. You feel you feel like you're cheating on the people that that you love because you're not able to tell them who you really are. Mm. Right. Uh, so you feel like you're always sort of lying and deceiving, um, and at the same time you're you're in that fear that you won't be accepted. And so, absolutely. Which, which is just a you know, it's just a, the more and more that people come out, the more and more that people talk about it, uh, the lesser. Um, I'm hoping that next generation will be, you know, uh, uh, afraid of of coming out and yeah, and, the, the, and, the, the, that it's finally normalized. And we've right? seen yeah. it even yeah. in my family. We've seen it. Like we've had. Uh, others, uh, cousins, young, younger cousins, and some who, who have come out because they've seen us, yeah, all the time. Ben and I together, and they, they don't uh, react. So come. And, and it's a relief when it comes out. Yeah, I, I, I had a friend relief. too. Well, like I still have him. Your 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 old mentality change and your your 
um, you're much more open about who you are. So yeah, because yeah. I had a friend too, and it's like he didn't say anything for a long time, and then I think after six, seven years, something like that, he actually told me, and I was like, "Look, we know, man, it's fine." <laughs> so I was like, "Ah, for him, you know," yeah. and it's like. Just you have to come up. You, you have to come and say it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like people will understand. It's what it is. It's a big relief. Get it off your chest and people will understand, especially now. You know? For sure. So I had that. I had that. I remember that. I remember that day. And it was like, yeah, we well, you know, man, it's fine. <laughs> you know, but he was probably think that whole week. He was like probably stressed. Absolutely. Come and tell it. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you he was. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. It was like, and then it was just like, ah, oh, after that, then it was just like, that's it. Yeah. We're good. It's true because yeah, after yeah. that, after that, and I know who he's talking about. Obviously, he's our friend. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it was good to go. It, it was like perfect. <laughs> no, but he like you saw that he's he was comfortable in his shoes, right? Yeah. He was. Uh, he after was, he told everyone, it was fine. <laughs> it was good. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, it, and, but and, he, and you get the person, you go right? you go to the person that you feel the most comfortable with. That mm. right? and then and then you go from there, and then you you you, you create almost a base, right? once you have that support there then you can feel a bit better about going uh, to the rest but uh of course yeah no that's but it uh it you know you were you were asking about acceptance and it reminded me uh, of the the day that we passed um the government passed the gay marriage uh act in in, in the house of commons and uh you know i had heard or seen at the time that there were some some members of parliament um, who have considered friends who, who were on the same party as I was who were going to vote against the bill. Wow. And um, and I remember telling, uh, at the time I was working for a minister and uh, I remember telling him that uh, I was going to go and watch the vote that night because I wanted to see which friends were going to stand up against me. All right. And he turned it around on me and says, I, then you shouldn't go. I'm like, excuse me? He says, well, this is, this is going to pass. So you can either watch it and enjoy the moment where Canada is going to change for you, or you can be in a better position and miss the whole thing right what did you do so i i you know i kind of <laughs> wise words wise words huh? very wise words and so i stopped for a minute and i kind of let that <laughs> and uh, and then i went into the gallery and i went to watch the vote um and uh, at the time the prime minister was paul martin and he came down and sat uh in the in the in his chair, and as the the president of the house read the syllabus uh, for the bill before the vote, uh, Paul was sort of kind of looking up in the gallery, and and he saw me, and as soon as it was time to vote, he just gave me a salute and got yeah. up, uh, and so you know that kind of erased. I didn't even look at who voted against at that. Yeah, 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 there you go. That doesn't yeah. matter anymore. Yeah, yeah. You, you know that, you know, everyone that voted in favor were on the right side of history. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Right page. So, so that was, uh, that's, those are, there are moments like that in life that you can just, you know, they'll give you strength forever, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well said, well said.
we've had you for uh, for uh, for about an hour, Alex. Dude, we don't want to we don't want to take up too much of your time. We know that your uh, your men over there are all sleeping. Uh, like I, I'm fine because I'm in the basement, so nobody can even hear me. But I can't imagine you know, both you and Chris that you're in a little room trying to whisper. Let me know. Uh, I'm mouth. in I'm in the basement too. But oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank you, thank you so much for coming on, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, did you have anything else? Did you have anything else to add, Chris? Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to feel like I'm cutting you off. No, no, no. It's fine. It was a good conversation. I learned a lot. Thanks for sharing. It was a pleasure, Alex. No, thank and, you. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, happy, happy to come back anytime if we want to talk about uh, other issues as well. But uh, <laughs> absolutely, man. And hopefully, we'll be able to do it in person. Fuck, honestly, because uh, I think yeah, we're pretty much all sick and tired of this situation. And. Uh, no, it was important that you came on, Alex. Like I told you in the message that I had sent you about a month ago there that, you know, it's important to have these conversations and uh, it's important to normalize what should be normal, but that, you know, an effort needs to be made. And uh, uh, we're very happy that you came. Um, Thank you. And just, just remember it. that. Like, it's just, you know, it doesn't matter who's on a, who's, whose spouse it is. Uh, you're always going to get on each other's nerves at some point or another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're, always, you're always in some kind of shit at yeah. the end. It doesn't, doesn't matter which how many kids you have or, or if you're gay parents or straight parents or single parents. We're all going to step on that Lego piece that's left on the floor oh, at some point. Yeah. Or, you know, Happy today. Happy today. Today. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so we're Absolutely. all the same lives. We all have the same challenges. Uh, it's all about uh, how we go through them and how we how we help our kids grow up. So. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. On that, we'll end it. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Um, head on over to our uh, all social media platforms, like and subscribe. Uh, you can check out uh, Louis Alexandre Lancier. I'll uh, I'll put all the all the information in the description there, so people can go and follow you and and uh, look at all the wonderful things that you're doing there. Thanks again, guys, and see you all on the next episode. Merci. Good night. Ciao.